Welcome to Material, a show about the Google and Android universe. Hosted on the Relay FM network, this show is brought to you by Squarespace. And joining me, we have Chicago Sun-Times technology columnist, Andy Anako, and Pocket Cast app developer, Russell Ivanovich. And I'm designer, Yasmin Evian. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Hello, Yasmin. Hello. I like I, I like how I like how every week it's it's like I, I don't know if I should be worried. It's just that it seems as though like if you ever get steamed with like Russell and me, you could just get rid of us and it's still you saying, Let's see who we have this week. <laughs> Who's not gonna argue the point about how iOS handles some a couple of things better than my Android phone? Yeah, I, I know as well. There's definitely a joining us this week. Joining us next week. And, and, who, and who is us? Is, 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 do you have like another co-host like waiting behind like like you got a bullpen? Like, come on, come on, this week this is the week you don't know about that i have like a whole set of co-hosts that are lined up you know if you guys say anything against android i am ready to bring them in and you know get some android love i'm so glad that we're finally able to talk about this because every now and again i see yasmin's camera just pans a little bit and i I say who are those people in the background why why are they holding folders like why why do they look like they're ready for a job interview i don't know what's going on Okay, how how about this? The 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 Android cartoon droid with those stubby little arms. It can it can eat corn in the cob, but do basically nothing else with those arms. I fear no reprisals. Ooh, <laughs> I mean, you're gonna. I don't know. Ali's gonna take. Go. Is gonna like. I mean, I mean, over. he's cute. <laughs> Look at those little little beaky thing and his little. Oh, that's very adorable. That's adorable. Hey, hey, you know what? I have other co-hosts. If you know, explain to our users what you're seeing in the camera right now. We have I'm... Pez dispensers, <laughs> animal. That's well, okay. we, everyone is trotting out their Android memorabilia. I have, I have none. Yeah. Oh. Oh, you win. No way. I've, got, I've got Eve from Pix from Pixar's. <gasps> Andy Wally. has an actual Eve. That is cool. Wally. And you're you're building her a friend, yeah? <laughs> oh, that is so oh, cute. That's how we She'll be she'll be doing most of my cont- contributing this time. Yeah. Anyway. And, she has, and she has a gun. Can can your can your robot do that? <laughs> no, my robot can't move. <laughs> Actually, I do okay, have go. another robot in the back, but I can't get up and get him, so we'll, we'll ignore that. <laughs> but um, yeah, I I will happily be replaced by Eve, Evie. <laughs> so I, I like her; she's cute. Eva. <laughs> well, again, Eva. If, 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 if you're if you're not armed, then I think I would vote for you instead. I I don't like she. Eve is lovely, but she <laughs> she's armed. She's heavily armed. She's she's a sweetie though, designed by Joni Ive, as a matter of fact. So you or, know what? Wally loved her. And he saw something in her. So, yeah, I think we can all fall in the steps of, of I, I've got to say, the first half of that movie, where there's not a single line of dialogue, is absolutely my favourite thing I've ever seen. Like, it's just so brilliantly put together. Like, not, not a single word of dialogue in the whole opening sequence, and it's just amazing. All the emotions and the, the things that are going on. I love it. Yeah, P- Pixar doesn't it's like doing things movie. that are easy. So when you when you say so he's gonna say tell you what the whole first half hour not a single line of dialogue also our leading man is going to be made out of for real like metal robot and no we're not gonna be able to cheat it by giving him a mouth and we're not gonna make it the sort of like bendy cartoony metal that can no it's 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 gonna be a, a, we're we're animating a toaster good luck with that and if we it's it's like they're saying oh. So 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 Fox DreamWorks, you th- how adorable you have your own computer animated features division. Let's see you do something one tenth as good at that. As this. <laughs> see at the Oscars, and I mean Oscars Deli on La Jolla, because you're not going to be nominated for nothing for a very long time. No, they're very sweet. I've I, I know I have I have friends at Pixar, and they're they're very nice people. <laughs> you know who's also really nice, Andy? I hope you're going to say Russell. Oh, you know what? We Fingers you know crossed. what? Fingers crossed. I, I, I said you know again. Now I caught myself saying it. I didn't think I said it that often, and now I say it. I think it. that wasn't a filler, though. That was legitimately in the actual conversation. <laughs> that was a legitimate question. But you know who also is very nice? Android Central. Android Central gave us some love over the weekend, which was pretty fun. Uh, I was reading through, my, catching up on my RSS feed, and I saw a picture of material, and I was like, I think I know that podcast. Where have I seen that artwork before? And I was thinking, oh, wait, that's the podcast I'm on. Uh, So that was really fun. We want to thank everyone at Android Central for giving us some love and maybe saying hi to a few new listeners that joined us and found us through there. So hi, we welcome you. Um, 
we love you? Maybe do we love them? No, we them? don't love them. That, that's that's no, not going too far. You can't, you can't okay. get people love okay. when they first turn up. You've got to treat them a little bit indifferently, okay, say, welcome to the fold. But, you know, you've got to, you got to prove yourself. Yeah. And I should say to um, any of our listeners who happen to be in the iOS uh, camp, and I know there's a, there's a decent chunk of them, Android Central is probably one of the best places where you can catch up on, on Android news. So if you're like, well, I'm an iOS user, but I'm always curious about, you know, what's going on on the, the other side. Just go to androidcentral.com, you know, maybe subscribe to their RSS feed or just, you know, go there once a week, check it out. It's good stuff. Also, thank, thank you for, to all of you who are still listening. Um, <laughs> not, not that this has, been, this has been a great intro, but I'm saying that there are a lot of people that in our, in our workaday, fast-paced, push-button, jet-age world of the future will give a new podcast about 93 seconds. The fact that you've made it, you just mean we're in minute five? Seven? Uh, yeah, pretty there, six. There you go. That speaks well of all of you. That are listening right now. <laughs> well, thank, thank, thank well, you for giving That's before us. Uh, Russell cuts it. Yeah, so it's going to make editing fun. Be like I'm going to have to try three. and set that at exactly the six minute mark. I, I will be one of those listeners. I would be like, Russell, you didn't get it at the exact six minute mark. Why? Oh, those people exist, let me tell you. And in fact, one time we sat down um, when we were thinking about new features for Pocket Cast and we're like, wouldn't it be cool to generate a heat map of exactly where people got to in an episode and which bits they skipped and how far they got. And then I thought of it as a podcaster. And I'm like, do I actually want that information? It could be extremely <laughs> depressing to find out that, you know, 50% of all people quit at the, you know, 10-minute mark or something. So we never shipped it. Yeah, I think that creative people shouldn't have access to that fine-grained user data because when you see the really successful uh, sites like uh, uh, like uh, uh, Mashable and, uh, and, and some of the others where – if you're if you're reading the site over the course of the day, you say, "Wait a minute! Didn't I read that article? Didn't have a different title, different headline?" <laughs> they know that they were doing ABC testing in the morning, and the and headline C is the one that got the most readers. And then you find out that well, people stop reading after paragraph four, so from now on, nothing is five paragraphs long. Yeah, and I have a feeling our podcast will be full of coming up after the break. You've got to stay for this because Andy reveals something <laughs> that he's never revealed before. Speaking of which, Andy. I pre-ordered my Moto X when the uh, time came, the allotted time. I think it was the 2nd of September. I, You know, I'd, I configured it. I got the back I wanted. I got a nice front. I, I pressed the go button. And mine's still being uh, built. But, but I hear yours might be a bit different. Indeed, yes. Uh, mine came last week because I'm a member of the press <gasps> and I need to review it's holding it. holding it up right now. Uh, and so, yeah, they, they, gave, they gave me this magic ordering code. Like, That's really uh, if, pretty. If, if you um, can, can I just say on behalf of all our listeners and myself, I, I hate you right now. Just a, just a little bit, just a little bit. That's a, that's okay. That's okay. I've been. I, I last week was Apple's big event where they showed off the iPad Pro, a, an event I decided not to attend because I had tickets to the Colbert Show, and now I've been sending I hate you emails to friends of mine who have now held Apple Pencil and now held iPad Pro, <laughs> and I'm still sort of waiting for my briefing to happen. Uh, but that yeah, was no. actually my favorite part, Andy. You were live tweeting about the line. For the Corbett uh, show, and I was like, "Wait, he's not at the Apple show, is he right now?" <laughs> <laughs> and so it was a funny, funny thing. Opposite ends. Of yeah, the it was. You know, it, it, I just I had to make a command decision, and it's like uh, I, I, won't, I won't I won't get into it. But yeah, no. Uh, oftentimes, uh, like uh, I also I get like sample phones, uh, review phones, and hardware all the time, and usually they mail it out to me, um, or I have a briefing, and they they give me one. I get to keep it for about a month or so. This one, because Motorola, of course, they have their Moto, Moto Maker. They want you to get the whole experience. So they sent me a coupon code for the store so I could use the Moto Builder and design it the way I want. Uh, and also, it had apparently had some sort of magic juice <laughs> in court, baked right in that said, oh, by the way, don't wait. Just build and ship this thing out. But also, so I'm... So you got the, the, the purple The material radio theater, magical theater of the air. So I chose... This, this is what I call the, the social drinker color scheme. Uh, it's uh, champagne gold metal trim. Ooh. It's Cabernet uh, r- 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 purple back. And, of course, this really nice metallic pink uh, accent for the Motorola logo and stripe on the back and camera shroud and the little things on the front. Um, I, I am just in this – like my the, the case for the, for my uh, uh, Nexus 5, which is my personal phone, is pink. I'm just, I just seem to be deciding that we need to have more pink phones around the office these days. Um, and it's uh, pretty darn cool. One one thing that was for for those of you who are like also Apple fans. Uh, so of course I break it out of the box. I admire the color scheme, which I really like. I kind in retrospect, I kind of wish I'd went with like the space gray ish contrasty instead of the champagne, but I still love it. Uh, but so 
break it out of the box, charge it up, start playing around with it. It's not until later that later that evening that I rummage through the box to look for what's there, and I see this hoop of clear, translucent uh, <laughs> plastic, and uh, I'm looking at. So I'm running, oh my god, what what do I need this for? Because as an Apple user. The, uh, this is the, it looks exactly like the bumper cases that uh, Apple made for the iPhone 4 after it turned out that their antennas would drop signal if you held it in a very common way that normal humans hold a phone. They said, look, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's not a problem. People are holding it wrong. There's nothing wrong with this design. And we're also going to be giving everybody totally free bumper cases to cover up the, the gap between the two <laughs> segments of the antenna that caused that problem. But for God's sakes, this, this is totally unnecessary. So yeah, I had, I had a little bit of a scare say, did they discover something late in, late in the design process that says we don't have time to fix this, but we have, dis- we have time to go from factory to factory in Shenzhen and see... How fastly can you make like a kajillion of these plastic <laughs> hoops? Uh, but the document, the little, the paper that comes with it says that no, no, this is a little bit of extra protection, bump proofness. Uh, so hopefully that's true. I, have, I haven't seen any signal drops uh, since I've used it. Uh, but yeah, it's really good stuff. I mean, as, as usual, I, I love uh, I love Motomaker because it makes you, it really does feel like your own phone. Um, the camera seems to be. I'm not ready to to post my review yet because I've only had it for about a week. Uh, but it uh, feels good in the hand. Battery life is good for an Android phone, not great, uh, given that it's, it's as big as like a Galaxy Note 5, which has a much bigger battery. So it's not as good as that, but better. The camera seems to be improved, given that we all know that we try not to talk about how bad the <laughs> Moto X cameras are. So it's better. Um, I have Again, I haven't gone out for my photo test with it yet, but it seems to take better pictures, not celestially better pictures, but it's a 20 megapixel camera, so maybe that makes up for it. Uh, but it reminded me, since I haven't been using uh, the Moto X uh, for about a year since I wrote last year's review, I forgot how cool all those gestures are. Just you know, it's there. It's there on the desk, and you wave your you wave your hand in front of it, and there are little icons telling you if there are any notifications, and then you can just slide one up just to peek at what that notification might be. Uh, uh, Moto vocal voice assistant was also set that up uh, about three or four uh, days ago. Interesting thing though, you can't use uh, my uh, my trigger fr- phrase was uh, "Hey Mordecai." Where Mordecai is actually Moto, in case you you have like Motorola phones standing by, and I tried to make that the the, the trigger phrase for this, but it said nope, not enough syllables. Go, you know, go, go, go longer. And so I had to like, it's weird because you have to program your head to know what to say too. So I think I picked something like, uh, "Hey there, Moto X, I want you to help me with something right here, right now. This thing that now I want you to do for me." And that was plenty long enough, apparently. <laughs> So what what kind of other overall impressions do you have? I mean, you, you mentioned the camera is is definitely better. Would you, I guess you probably don't know yet, but would you use it, like if that was your main phone, would you be happy as as that having the camera on there? Hard to say only because I get to play with some of the best camera phones you can possibly use. Um, la- we'll, we'll talk about it later in the show, but I also, last week when I was in New York, uh, I used it as an excuse to try out the, uh, the Samsung Note 5, uh, which just good heavens i would i wouldn't kill a beloved family member but i would not tell a least loved family member that they might be touching a light socket that has not been properly grounded so there i'm somewhere on the would kill somebody spectrum for getting a a camera with uh, with this quality in a a phone um (laughs) the moto x isn't quite that level as far as I can tell, again, this this has been like me around the hof- the office, just like taking little snaps. The cool one, really cool thing about it is that it has a front facing uh, selfie uh, flash, so there is a, an LED that faces front. Uh, and f- the first time I triggered it, I triggered it by accident because I just like took a selfie and like, yeah, what what just happened there? <laughs> and then as soon as I got my vision back, so, oh, there's a beautifully lit and balanced self portrait on the phone now that would be I expected to be crummy. Um, which is really valuable because well, I was uh, in New York. I was uh, taking, I, I took a selfie of me with a, a, a statue, a, a statue that I really like, uh, and it's my, my face is in shadow. It's just a terrible, terrible picture, and I wanted this picture so badly that I actually, I, I think I took it with the Samsung, but then I also got out my iPhone six plus that I had in another pocket, 
turned on flashlight mode and just sort of stack them one on top of the other and like sort of sh- sh- uh, sort of stagger them a little bit so that the the LED of the iPhone was a little bit sticking up from the front of the of the Samsung. So that's the only way you could get a good selfie in that situation is to have some source of light. So that's going to be I think that's going to be a really big deal. So I mean I I I, I saw nothing to change my main opinion of the Moto X last year, which was that this is my default recommendation for Android phones, which is not to say it's the best one or it's the only good one, but if you want me to suggest one, it's the thing that's most iPhone-like, if that makes any sense, that it's it's designed really, really well. It's very, very simple. The updates aren't as fast as you would get from iOS because it can't possibly be, but Motorola is pretty good at getting those updates out really, really fast. They've enhanced the operating system in a way that in ways that are really cool and uh, and relevant. Again, with all this, uh, with the voice assistant, with the all the way it's using the motion sensor, like figuring out that I'm in a car and maybe this phone should behave differently in a car than uh, than uh, than in your hand, which is something that the iPhone doesn't do well. If you want to feel if you want to feel better about like choosing something that's not an Apple phone or using using Android Wear, it annoys me that I'm in my car, I'm driving. And I've got my iPhone in the car, and the iPhone is going just as fast as I am, which is about 55 miles per hour, not any faster. And I'm getting I'm getting a buzz on my wrist from my Apple Watch saying, "Time to stand up and walk around for a little while." <laughs> saying, you go, Andy. Probably you not. Stand, goes. Yeah. Not not on I-95 northbound <laughs> Apple Watch, but thank you for being vigilant. Um, well, you should pull over and stand up, Andy. You got to listen <laughs> to Apple. Yeah. And if and if the, and if the cop is is also an Apple Watch owner, he'll say, "Oh, I, I see you're wearing an Apple Watch." Keep, please, just please make sir, sure you continue. signal before merging back into traffic. I understand. <laughs> so what, what about the size increase, Andy? How do you feel about that? Because I know there's there's been a lot of Moto X fans that you know really like the, I think it was 5.2 inch size before. You know, the, the previous Moto X was roughly the size of the Nexus 5, just a little bit wider. Yeah. How, how do you feel about the, you know, the bigger size they have this year? I don't know. I, I, kind, I kind of wish they went back to the 4.8 inch size of the original because now if you really want to make a splash, uh, there are a million large screen phones out there, uh, and if you, it's nice to have a smaller phone in the lineup. Although the Moto G is now smaller, maybe it runs that, uh, takes that, uh, takes that thing. And but we'll have another uh, 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 material podcast theater of the air moment where I'm showing uh, Yasmin and Russell. So I've got a stack here that has the Moto X uh, plus the iPhone six plus plus the uh, uh plus the uh, galaxy note 5 and they're all damn near exactly the same size uh yeah so, so the six, you... 6 plus looks yeah. a tiny bit taller and the note 5 looks a, maybe a tiny bit small no almost the same if you hold yeah i mean i got i yeah, got the bottoms the of them lined up so you you see that you see that the note 5 and the uh and the moto x 2015 are almost exactly the oh, same wow. size almost exactly the same footprint uh, and the f- six plus is just a little bit sa- same width, uh, just a little bit taller. Uh, the uh, uh, Moto X is that hump in the back makes it uh, noticeably thicker than the other two. Uh, so I, I, it looks it looks like you, you just got to deal with the fact that uh, these days, if uh, a company wants to make a f- flagship phone that it thinks it's going to be you know, their definition of the best phone they can make, it's going to be really really big. Um, so it's, I, I just wish it were more like. Uh, what Samsung is able to do, which is to make like three different sizes of phones. The Galaxy S6, you can buy it. Uh, the new ones, you can buy the Note, you can buy the Galaxy S6, and you can buy even a smaller version of the S6 if you're looking for something that's a little bit more uh, petite. So bringing it back to, you mentioned that you got the bumper with the Moto X, the second, or third, I guess this is the third gen, or the style as they call it. <laughs> um, the funny part with that is that like the Moto X 2014 uh, shattered like really easy. I had so many people, friends that were like, I just dropped it. It wasn't even a hard drop and my screen just shattered. They all warned me. They're like, you should get a bumper for your phone. And I was like, no, it's such a pretty phone. It's like so nice to, without a bumper, I'm not going to get one. And the funny part was I was showing uh, my husband a picture on my phone and it was like not even because he was sitting down. And so it wasn't even that far of a drop. And my dog just kind of bumped it out of my hand and it just fell flat on its face and just shattered. And I was like, no. (laughs) Uh, thankfully, I had bought like their insurance plan and uh, their customer service is great. So they took care of me pretty good. But um, yeah, that was 
it, it happens. So I was kind of hoping that they fix it. How long had you had it? Oh, I, I couldn't have been a couple, more than a couple of months. Um, so yeah, okay, so but least... I was I was very happy for that insurance plan yeah. I got. So they they took care of me. But I see that there's actually some rumors that they're coming out with like it's called Moto X Force. Um, it's a shatterproof display. So maybe it's not a just for a precaution thing. Like maybe this is something that they found out. Hey, it still has the same shattering, yeah. uh, glass shattering things as the old Moto X. And so here's a bumper. Please don't be mad. I don't know. Oh, but we'll know. I, I wish. I, I just wish companies uh, felt as though they could actually co- come out and say that explicitly, saying that we see that most people were very happy with the Moto X. We noticed that uh, uh, more people than the previous one were complaining about broken screen so that's why we made this one a little bit stronger because hey there's always it's always a good idea to make phones better uh it's i, I don't think apple ever said explicitly hey okay there's a re- there's a reason why we've redesigned the antenna array for the iphone 4s it's it's perfectly okay to say that uh, we not that not to even say you don't have to tear your shirt open and you know beat yourself with <laughs> with rose thorns you know and, and and get the walk of shame you know like like the like like in game of thrones or anything like that but it's it's nice when it, it, you'd love to get that information that we have made the phone better in so many ways of course they're going to tell you they're going to tell you about the camera and the cpu and the new force touch sensor and all these other sort of stuff it's great if they added to that list by the way we've we now make this new phone out of an even stronger uh, form of aluminum and so now it's even harder to accidentally bam, damage or drop it or, uh, or or bend it yeah I, I think a lot of companies do that just like you said the the six plus this year and the 6s <clears throat> both come you know with a seven thousand grade aluminum or whatever and we had um two out of the three pluses in our office actually bend and you know apple never acknowledges that as a problem but you go to the store and they actually have a bending machine to bend them back into place so it's like <laughs> well yeah clearly this happens to, to some people and this year they fixed it but you can kind of tell from a marketing perspective that they don't want to admit that there was a problem that they fixed. They're just like, no, it's stronger, you know, no no I, reason, I it's know. just stronger. I don't know if it was a pro- – I guess it depends on how you define problem. My When when all those reports start coming out, I mean the, the easiest way to get lots of clicks and lots of attention for something you write is to be the first one to talk about amazing defect in the hot new phone. Um, I was so, I, but I was expecting if, – if this were a design defect, I was expecting to see a lot more people – report in that their their phones got bent i mean accidents absolutely happen uh and if it's if if a phone bends it's probably going to bend in the same place in the same way uh but it was we never saw this the sort of reports about that not like the antenna problem what would make me think that this was a real design problem but apple is uh it's if they're seeing that if if they if they discover that it might be useful to have a special tool that uh, that straightens out uh, banana phones uh, they're, cer- I mean, they're, they're certainly going to do that but I, I think the problem was was fairly minor it's, it's funny we were in a cafe um we were all sitting around we i think we'd only had our phones for a few months and we were talking about this ben thing and you know how silly it is and then chris our designer he gets out his phone and he puts it on the table flat and you could see that there's like a curve and he's like wow i've never noticed that before and his was bent right down the middle so he'd obviously been like cycling with it or something and it just wrapped around his leg and i you know, just bent it like a little bit. It wasn't a huge thing, but you could see when you put it on the table, you could see, you know, daylight through it. And you're like, oh, that's that's mm. interesting. So you now, mentioned... Now, now um, you've got, sorry. Oh, no, it's just, now you've got me actually putting the phone on yeah, the table to make sure it's not bending. <laughs> I recommend if, Okay, it's not. If anyone still, out there has... Still perfectly flat. Yeah, has has an iPhone 6 or 6 Plus, don't don't put it on a table. Don't do it to yourself. If it looks fine, don't, <laughs> don't overanalyze these things. You don't even need to know. Yeah. The, the less you know, the better. So, Andy, you mentioned you also had the, the Note 5. Do you have any initial sort of impressions of that? Oh, boy, do I. Actually, that's a good that's a good transition, too, because, you know, a lot of people are having problems where they, they're putting the, the S Pen in the wrong way. <laughs> and because it has this little, like, sort of clip on the side of it, that clip is getting like sort of caught in something inside the case. So if you put so if you put it not not pointy end first, but stylus and but you know bumpy end first. Uh, and I don't know if they're going to do a recall, but if I, I have a rule for myself too, too when I'm uh, when I'm testing something out, 
that if I make a mistake twice, it's because I'm an idiot. If I make the same mistake a third and fourth time, it's probably bad design. So maybe that's something that they could revisit. But other, I, I, I have not done it. I have not done that because I, it's never occurred to me to put the S Pen in backwards like that. Yeah, please um, don't do it, Andy. I'm <laughs> not going to. Where I, was, I, was, I, was on a, I was on a podcast with Leo Laporte on Twitter, and he was just just as a way because that one that one is actually on video, and so just, he did not. He he thought that well. Obviously, it's the problem with people who are shoving it in like past the point of resistance. So if I just want to illustrate that, well, see, you take this end and just put it in, and then it was just in for like a fraction of a millimeter. Oh, nope, trapped. Uh, damn it. It's absolutely <laughs> trapped now. Uh, but yeah, this this is also uh, uh, major review is going to have to wait uh, for about a week. But boy, have I been pleased with this. Um, I'm, I'm, at, I'm at sort of an inflection point where... Uh, I'm cons- not that I'm actively considering switching back to iOS as my main like uh, daily carry phone, but I can see the possibility. I just like both of those operating systems so much, and Apple's been doing some interesting things with iOS now. Uh, but boy, if I could if I could get the Note Five unlocked, I'm t- I'm speaking not as someone who spends weeks evaluating something, but so- but as a consumer type person who's been using this for a week. Boy, this would be like the one that I would be interested in getting. Um, it feels like a million bucks in the hand. I'm so glad that they finally, uh, along with the, the the design language they came up with for this and the uh, Galaxy S6, uh, I'm so glad that they finally stopped making phones that feel like just cheap pieces of plastic. Um, it's I'm, I'm, it's too bad that's no longer actual actually waterproof. It's too bad you can no longer pop the back off and get a, and replace the battery and put in a memory card or stuff like that. Uh, but boy, it feels like a premium phone in your hand, and it's something you're taking out of your pocket several times over the course of an hour. That's nice. The camera, which is something I can absolutely talk about. Oh God, what a delay! Um, now this this is this is how embarrassing <laughs> it is to like hang out with me. Like if I if if I'm in the city partly to test things out. No joke, I had. Uh, around, I was in the Metropolitan Museum of Art. I had my Olympus uh, OMD EM1, my personal camera, around my neck. So that's camera number one. Uh, I was testing out this new camera from DxO, the DxO one. This is like this uh, little camera about the size of half a pack of cigarettes that you open up the lens, a little lightning connector pops out, and you can plug it into, a, into an iPhone, and the iPhone becomes the... Uh, the the viewfinder and the uh, and the con- uh, user interface for it and it has the like a 20 megapixel Sony sensor like the kind that the Sony RX100 really good pocket camera has so it's supposed to take really exceptional photos so that's camera number two I had uh, the <laughs> Samsung uh, Note 5 camera number three uh, I also had my iPhone camera number four uh, and I had a fifth camera that I can't talk about. So camera number five, and it's not like I was using all of them at the same time. But there are a lot of there were a lot of situations in which I'm like, okay, this would make a good test photo. So there I am taking five photos in sequence. But the interesting, but so that's that's me embarrassing myself in front of our audience. But the really disappointing thing is that this DxO camera it costs six hundred bucks. And the idea is that there are a lot of people who have like three thousand dollar SLRs that would like to have a uh, a more pocketable solution to take really good photos, and also it's for they, they basically want their phone to take photos that are on the same level as their SLR, at least in the same sort of ballpark. Uh, and so that's why they're selling the six hundred dollar uh, phone accessory. And oh, this the Galaxy the Note Five was beating it most of the time. Wow. It's the I think I think it's because this is a uh, the Note Five camera. That's how many generations of hardware have Samsung been making uh, making cameras? Whereas the DxO One is the first one this company has ever made. There's a lot of smarts behind it. They, they didn't just order something that they found on Zazzle or whatever, you know, and re-sticker it. They actually designed this from the ground up. But time after time after time, you press one button on the Note Five, you get a spectacular photo. Uh, with the DxO, it's like okay. That's nice. I bet that when I get that home and put into Lightroom, I could do something with that. But it, uh, it, it's it's but uh, the the Note Five was like a shortstop with with a with golden hands. Like you could not fire something at it that it could not handle. And the greatest thing this is this is something I didn't find I didn't find out until I was actually using it. Um, the camera app does, of course, has a pro mode on it. Uh, so if you want to, so if you want to have access to like set the uh, set the shutter speeds, set the ISO, set the white balance, you're used to that sort of stuff. Okay, so I'll, I'll instead of having the one button interface, I've got something more like an S. Okay, that's cool. And it wasn't until I got home and saw that wait, well, gosh, why are all these? Fu- 
oh my God, when you take pictures in pro mode, it writes a JPEG, but it also writes a raw file, like a D, a oh, Adobe wow. DNG file. So it's not compressed. It doesn't throw away any information. And I'm like, oh, Baby, <laughs> I am in, I am in love with this camera, and and the, and like I and like I said, the the image quality is spectacular. It's just there's just uh, one of my standard test photos here in Boston is of the main reading room of the Boston Public Library. I've taken I've taken the same photo from the exact same spot, identical composition. That's the whole point for must be close to ten years now, and no no joke. Uh, it's it took the best version of that photo I have ever seen absolutely from a phone maybe even with a still camera because even when you get like a even with like my, my olympus which is a the olympus's pro version of a micro four thirds camera the assumption is not that it's going to take a beautiful picture and write it to the card the assumption is that it's going to be very easy to take the picture that you want and then it's going to write so much data to it that you can then turn it and develop it into the photo that you want it to be but but the the image quality is just that good and the, the screen spectacularly good screen like almost deceptively good it's like movie prop good there's so many pixels on here and i um i'm the person who might have been skeptical two or three years ago saying no i don't know what the purpose is of having a screen that's more than 300 some odd pixels per inch the eye can't even resolve data like <laughs> detail like that but then i put god Dang it! I I I put this screen. I, I'm literally holding the Note Five in one hand and the iPhone in the other hand, and there's no question about which one I'd rather be reading books on, which which one I'd rather be watching high def movies on and t- looking at pictures on. That's not the whole story between these two these two phones, but good heavens! I, if 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 this is costing me like an hour and a half of battery life to drive this amazing quad HD screen, <laughs> I'll 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 carry an external battery, it. man. It's amazing. <laughs> Give me all the pixels. <laughs> Actually, curious, how, like how much uh, storage does the raw photo take up? Does it using up a lot of your uh, memory? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think it like if a typical photo will take up about two to three uh, megabytes for a JPEG, the raw file. Um, I do not have it in front of me, but if let's see if I can I can quickly find something. Uh, but uh, it's about. Four to six times more space. I think I, I seem to remember it wow. as about twelve uh, gigabytes. So it's certainly not something that you. I'm, I'm sorry, megabytes. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's the best this one is, you've ever seen. You can store two of them. That's yeah. basically it's 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 a spy camera, is what it is. Um, so yeah, it's, I mean it's it's gonna it's gonna cost you, but given that it only it only writes stuff like that when you do put it in the professional mode. Oh right. Uh, okay. That, that's 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 good enough. And frankly. To someone like me who really likes taking great pictures, and it's not—it's it's not just taking good pictures because not, not, it's there's a level at which a photo is good enough. The Moto X, I think, takes photos that are good enough for just about anybody. It doesn't denigrate anybody to say, "Oh, you have no taste." You have no—I'm saying it's plenty good enough. You have to be really particularly interested in photos to want something that not be satisfied with a picture that's only eight times better than any picture that your parents took of you with a film camera. I want something that's twenty times better. What I like to think of though is. All the advances in image processing, uh, desktop image processing that have, that have happened just in the last five years, and imagine what happens ten years from now when uh, your you yourself or your kids or somebody who is you know looking at your photo library, uh, part of your family, wants to hey that's a really good picture of of, of dad and the and, and the two kids uh, and and and, Aunt, uh, and Uncle Jeffrey uh, I haven't seen that one before. And imagine that they can throw that into a new Google app or a new Adobe app that can take all of that additional information to figure out that, okay, I know that he was at this location. I know that he was aiming sort of close to the sun. The date says what time it was. I know what that location is. So I'm going to re- I'm going to paint in uh, more information into that that isn't there. Or uh, I know that uh, whereas this year's photo app can't do anything with the detail inside that's in this deeply shadowed area maybe in 10 years time there's one that can resolve things even better uh, the new version of photoshop can even counteract camera shake just procedurally figure out that this has artifacts that are that remind me photoshop of a little bit of jitter to the left to the left than up so i'm going to see what happens if i correct it this way yep now i have a sharp picture great let's do that so it's it's it 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 pays to want to have a better the best camera you can possibly have so long as it doesn't cost you 
in the form of, well, what if I don't? What if I don't want to have an Android phone? What if I want to have an iPhone? Okay, fine, have an iPhone. Uh, what if I don't want to carry, you know, a Olympus <laughs> SLR around my <laughs> neck as I'm walking for ten hours through New York City? Uh, but it's something that people sh- people should never think that. Oh, well, this my my phone camera is good enough for just about anything. It's it's, it's good enough for most things, but at least be aware of how much better it can be. So I've already pre-ordered my uh, Moto X, Andy. I think he might have just cost me another thousand dollars or whatever it is to get the Note Five. <laughs> I, I think the only way I can possibly justify this is if we stick an ad break in here, because uh, you know you get enough of these together, and eventually you've got yourself a Note Five. So this episode of Material is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace.com is the place you want to go to start building your website today. If you enter offer code Material, you'll get ten percent off at checkout. With Squarespace, you get to build it beautiful. So when it comes to giving yourself a place online, you know, there's nowhere better to start off with than, than Squarespace. They give you all the tools you need. They give you the, the layouts that you need. They give you, you know, professional templates that you can play with. There's no coding required. And you can have a really nicely designed, responsive website um, just by using their tools. So, you know, if someone loads it up on their, their iPhone or their Galaxy Note 5 or their laptop or their desktop, you know, your site's going to scale to all those screens really nicely without you having to do a lot of work. Um, it's secure, it's stable, you know, there's already millions of people using the platform. It's a respected, you know, place, a lot, a lot of big brands use it. And the site templates, like I was saying, look really stunning. You know, some of them are that you, you can pick, you can say, oh, I want my site to look exactly like this and maybe, you know, position these things here. You can do all that on there. Um, they've got live 24-7 support, so you can chat to them via um, their chat interface and email. Um, they've also got a commerce platform, so if you decide you want to set up a website where you actually want to sell some things, you know, maybe you want to sell some things and get yourself a Note 5 or a Moto X. You, you can do that on there. Like I said, their, their hosting is rock solid. It's fast. And there's so much more things on there. You know, you really have to go to, uh, to squarespace.com and check it out. And as a special offer at the moment, if you sign up for a year, you'll also get a free domain name. So, you know, if you want to pick a, a custom name for your site that's really cool, you can do that. And Squarespace plans start at just $8 a month. So... What you need to do is you can start your trial on there, you know, straight away. You don't need a credit card. Um, you can start building your website straight away. Squarespace.com is the the address. And make sure you use the offer code material, like I said, and you'll get 10% off your first purchase. And you'll get to show your support for the show as well. You know, they, they look at those stats and they're like, oh, cool. You know, we've got some people coming from the material show. You know, we'll keep sponsoring those guys. So we'd really like to thank uh, Squarespace for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. Squarespace, build it beautiful. And speaking of getting paid, Yasmin, I believe you've uh, been playing with something on the the payment side of things. Yeah, so Android Pay was released uh, last week, and so I was uh, pretty excited to try out uh, try it out. And I waited like a good Android user for the Android Pay app to be re- rolled out to me, um, but it didn't. And so I had to be a bad Android user. I don't know if I'd be a bad Android user, <laughs> but I had to go find the APK. Uh, to download onto my phone so I could get Android Pay on there. So, And I was complaining about it on Twitter, and someone's like, this plays into every Android stereotype about the rollouts. And I was like, it does. Sadly, it does. And I was really hoping that like Android would give me that rollout so I could say to our listeners, look, I just waited patiently, and it came to me, but it didn't. I had to go and seek it out. (laughs) Um, But look, I've been using Google uh, Wallet Tap and Pay for like, couple of years now. I think I even had it on the Nexus uh, 4. And so I actually remember the first time I made a tap and pay payment, I was at the mall and I walked into um, a store, American Eagle. And I was like, I saw a little sign that said, you know, tap and pay contact, you know, so you can just like put your phone on there and pay. And I was like really excited because I was like, oh no, it's, they're finally out in the wild or, you know, it's like one of the only places I could find it. So I got my Nexus 4 out and I used it and it was fun. And this was like before um, Apple Pay was out. So the the lady that was uh, checking me out goes, uh, she was so confused about like what I had just done and said, <laughs> Did you can just I... hack my terminal? What's going on here? <laughs> she, yeah, she was like, um, I didn't see you swipe a card. She was so confused. And she goes, I need to see a car, uh, your card to verify the of this purchase. And I go, okay. I can show you the card that was charged, but that's not the number that you're going to be seeing on your screen because, you know, Google Wallet issues you a different number. Like, and she was just like so perplexed and was like, just 
show me something. <laughs> so I just like showed her, you know, my card and she's like, okay, good, whatever. Obviously it was a different number, but it was, it was funny because it was like something that was so foreign to them because no one had used it. Um, obviously now that Apple Pay has been released and a lot of people know about it, they're, they're less concerned about like, what did you just do? You just put your phone over my uh, terminal. So I was really interested in kind of knowing the difference of what from like my user, the experience that it would be for paying via Android Pay versus, you know, the Google Wallet tap and pay. So I went to the store today and I picked up more pumpkin treats because unlike in your land, Russell, we are about entering fall. And in America, so when we enter fall... What? Fall. fall the season <laughs> oh wait do you what is autumn. it called we call it autumn, autumn. <laughs> <laughs> well in arizona like it's 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 like such a joyous experience for us because we're like we're leaving the 100 degree weather you know or maybe 110 degree weather we're still in, like, i, I love that you have full and 100 degree weather so 100 degrees here <laughs> there'd be things like melting on the street water would be evaporating uh things would definitely be falling over for us, it, it, it means that it's cooling down, and, they're in the, <laughs> and there's new Nexus phones to be released. It'd be horrible if Australia became one of those countries where, like, just things are waiting to like kill you at every waking moment. <laughs> yeah, that'd be terrible. You know, it'd be terrible if every time you go into your garage, you're madly checking things for spiders that can just bite you and kill you instantly. That I've, I've, I've never, I've never had to turn. I've had hot weather here in the United States. I've never had to turn my boot upside down to make sure that hot weather is not hiding in the boot and going to kill me. All right, That's so all. this is a true story. You're probably not going to believe me, but the other day I was cleaning my couches. I flipped the couches over, and down the bottom there's literally spiders eating other spiders. So there's there's, there's spiders that can kill you with spiders that can't kill you eating those spiders, and they're having a little war down there. Like, oh, no, that that, 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 spe- that speaks well of you. All of the all of the most powerful dictators and governments turn the turn the citizens against each other so they don't revolt <laughs> against you and, and 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 throw you over. Yeah, I'm, you must. You, you are great. You are a great corporate titan. You can. Your 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 limitations are non-existent. I got to tell you, I felt terrible for the spider who was eating the other spiders. I'm like, you're doing me a favor. I know, but you really can't be here either. So you, you're all going to have to leave. I'm sorry. So you had to let them finish eating the other spiders, and then you had to kill them. <laughs> well, you know, I. I'm born and raised in Arizona and we have like scorpions and people see them all the time. But um, I've knock on wood, never have encountered a scorpion in my house, which is really funny. But anyways, so the difference between the Google wallet and Android pay, I, you know, when you would put your phone on the terminal, it would launch the Google wallet app and you would have to enter a password, unlock it, and then you, it would be able to finish the transaction. So with Android pay, the whole thing is like, Hey, you don't even have to, you know, enter the app. It just, you can just unlock your phone and then put your phone on top of the terminal and it will bring up the Android Pay app and continue the purchase. So do you, but the is there weird a, thing, sorry, in Australia we don't have these things. So do you mind if I ask a quick question? So do you, yeah. do you have to confirm that? Like you, you unlock your phone, you put it on the terminal. Is there some kind of confirmation step or is that, that it? So you put it on the terminal and then it will launch the app. Yep. And then it kind of goes, it goes into the process of, hey, insert. so there's actually Android Pay, you still have to insert a PIN code, um, which a lot of people were complaining because they said that you couldn't uh, install Android Pay on a phone that didn't have the like lock screen PIN code. I, I want I to ask you, do, so I, I don't have Android Pay yet. I've been using Google Wallet for a long, long time. Uh, and the only time I ever had to enter a PIN was when I first launched the app. Uh, and at some point it will relock itself, but uh, but once the once the app has been opened, I can just tap to pay all night long. Is that has, has that changed in, in Android Pay? Okay, let me clarify. In order to initiate any NFC um, transaction, you have to be on your phone's home screen. It's a security uh, you know, feature. You can't initiate any NFC event unless you are on your phone's home screen. So you have to unlock your phone. And because I had my Android Wear watch on, which is a Bluetooth trusted device, I didn't have to input my PIN uh, to unlock my phone. It just automatically unlocks and I am on my home screen. So once I'm on my home screen for a Google Wallet tap and pay process, I, I put my phone on top of the terminal and then it launches the Google Wallet app. In order to enter the Google Wallet app, I have to enter my PIN. So I enter my PIN and then it starts to kind of go through the process of charging my card, and then it's done. With Android Pay, it's a little bit different. I still have to unlock my phone, be on the home screen, put it on the terminal, and then it launches the Android Pay app. So 
The difference here is that I didn't have to enter a pin to unlock Android Pay, but I did have to enter a pin when it started, when it was going to about to charge my card. It said like, here, enter your pin to approve this transaction. But I think that the difference is here is that the card that I used wasn't a card from a Android Pay bank approved list. It was a card that was grandfathered in because I had it on my Google Wallet account. And so I think it's still creating a virtual um, you know, card from Google that it's charging. And that's why I had to enter a PIN because I had to input the, the PIN um, for Google Payments to approve that. Because I'm looking at my settings right now and I'm looking at the card that I used and I see this uh, setting that says change Google Payments PIN. And so I think that's the PIN I had to enter to to charge the card. But then I'm looking at one of my other cards, which is actually a bank um, approved Android Pay card, and I don't have that option. So I'm actually thinking that the experience would be a lot different if I had used an uh, Android Pay bank approved card. Yeah, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of weird. I mean, I, again, I haven't, I haven't used it as a pay system yet. Um, and for anybody who uh, is, is unaware that you probably have a phone that can pay for stuff with uh, Android Pay or Google Wallet, uh, definitely try it out. I mean, I was this. This is one of the differences between Google and Apple. Like Apple introduces uh, payments, a payment, uh, pay by phone system, and it's in commercials. And you, it's not possible to be on the planet and not know that iPhones can do this. And I just had to be reminded that a year after I tested out that exact same feature on Android for for a call and said, "Oh, that's right, the phone in my pocket can do that. Maybe I should enable that and actually use it myself." And it works <laughs> so, and it's just so great. The first the first day that you you you, you score like a, a perfect Perfect, perfect victory where you manage to go through the entire day paying for everything with your phone. It just feels like just ninja magic. You just feel great about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I've always been a little bit confused about how the payment side of it is different. They were really clear about how integrating it into turning uh, Google Wallet into Android Pay uh, adds more features outside of like uh, terminal uh, uh, clerk terminal payments. Uh, for instance, uh, the inclusion of rewards cards, uh, the, like for instance, if you're if you got Coca-Cola points, if you got Nike store points that you can buy stuff with or rewards points, you can now if this if the if whatever you're buying takes those you know the Coke machine takes your Coke Coke rewards short Coke, Coke rewards points. Uh, you can pay for that uh, within the within the app without really thinking twice about it. Uh, and the other thing is that now, kind of like what Apple did with Apple Pay, it's not just for buying a buying a sandwich at Panera. It will also work if you're inside an app that has in-app payments. Uh, now you can actually you can actually like not not just uh, stores that will accept uh, the uh, your your Google Play uh, credit card information, but also you're buying a you're buying a t-shirt out of a t-shirt at, at some sort of boutique. You can check out with uh, at, with Android Pay just as you could with PayPal or just as you could with uh, Amazon payments. So a, a lot of really nice features on the side of it. Um, it's also interesting. I, I, I wish I understood how bank stuff work. Every time, every time I write about this, it's like I have to triple check everything that I'm about to state as a fact because I'm not sure I understand it. But one, one of the differences seems to be that whereas the old system was built almost entirely on something that Google was calling the Google Wallet virtual card, uh, this has a more Apple Pay sort of situation where they're making connections directly to the bank that issued your credit card so rest but the, the way that they they cut through all of that uh all of that bureaucracy was by literally you, you don't know it but you're actually paying for it with a google wallet virtual card it's just that in the background when you're buying your buying your six pack of coke at the store uh the store uh, this the, the 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 financial institutions that work with the store are authorized to work with google wallet virtual card and then google wallet virtual card is authorized to work with your particular visa your particular mastercard uh and it's like so complicated rest with apple they had to go more slowly because they had to actually forge deals with bank of america with citizens bank with all these other issuers and of course i'm showing my uh, my america centricism because i'm not mentioning uh i'm not mentioning any barclay card there you go barclay card i'm trying <laughs> bank of scotland I, I and that's those are the only foreign banks that i know of uh so it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like a huge difference like I said, I, I haven't used it. My, my SIM card is not back in my Android phone yet because it's still in my iPhone. Uh, but it's just goes. To, I think everybody wants to be your wallet now because there's just 
literally there's so much money in there right now. Uh, and <laughs> you know where the money is? Just, in your wallet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, Sam, Samsung wants you, you wants you to use Samsung Pay, and I, I don't feel like I'm particularly prejudiced against Samsung, but there are a lot of things I don't want to show Samsung, and one of them is my anything connected to my banking information. Not, not that I think they're going to steal from it, but I don't know how they built this. I don't know how serious they are about making this like a 5, 10, 20-year thing that they're building. Uh, I mean, I when I set up the, the Note 5, uh, it's asking there, – there are a couple of fitness sort of things that require me to set up a Samsung account. I'm like, okay – I'll set up a Samsung account, <laughs> but I but I'm re, I'm going to read the hell out of the out of the agreements and <laughs> tap on every link to to read the privacy agreements and the number of times that I saw or with our or with our third party partners. Nope, I beg your pardon. Nope. <laughs> you know, I don't. I don't care if this is a feature that causes like cherry flavored Pez to come out through the USB port whenever I want it to happen. I, that's too expensive. I don't. I'm not going to trust you with that. <laughs> I, I should say, as the the only foreigner in the show, foreigner, it's it's my responsibility to say that I'm actually sad that we don't have Android Pay or Apple Pay here in Australia. Like, I really, really want to pay with my phone, and then I remember that every single one of our credit cards has a tiny chip in it already and my payment process already takes exactly a second so in australia they've rolled this out pretty much everywhere now so you go to a cafe or you go to a restaurant or you go to a shop and they're like you know that'll be 34 dollars 50 and you just boop against the terminal and you're finished you know you've tapped your card yeah. on there there's no i don't have to unlock my card i don't have to like swipe my card i don't have to do all i have to do is physically remove um you know my wallet from my jeans and sometimes if you want to be really fancy i don't do this very often because i feel really self-conscious is you can actually leave your card in your wallet and just swipe your wallet against the the terminal if you want to look really badass or you just like can stand like can sit on the terminal like if it's on your cheap I, I have contemplated that i have worked in jobs where you've needed a pass to get through the door and there used to be a game for you know what's the most hilarious way you can you know but unlock this door or jump jump against the side of the door or swipe the side of your body along the wall to to get in but the problem is <laughs> Australians are a lot like British people we're very self-conscious in public so once you get into a store you have all these great ideas for what you want to do but really what you do is just hold up your card <laughs> like I'd like to pay with this please thank, thank you very much well that's the, that, that could be a cultural difference because here in the United States you walk down any major city you'll see people rubbing their butts <laughs> against doorknobs and that's not even like an electronic doorknob either <laughs> So actually, though, you uh, bring up a funny, interesting point, um, Russell, how you were saying that, you know, like with the chip cards, you just it's already contactless and you can just put it on the terminal and boom, you, you don't need a phone to unlock it. But I can't tell you how many times I have walked out of my house without my wallet. Like, and I always have my phone uh, on me because, of course, it's like attached to my hand. It's it just it literally cannot leave my hand. Um, and so and obviously and I also have this like watch that buzzes every time my phone isn't near it. Right. So I am most likely to like go outside of the house with the phone in my hand and less likely with like my wallet. And so. That's why I love, um, you know, having payments on your phone. Because actually, the other day I, I picked up my daughter from school, and I was like, "Oh, we have to go to the grocery store to go pick up some stuff." And I drive to one of the grocery stores, and I look down, and I go, oh, "I don't have my wallet." So I walked out without it, and so it was, so instead of turning back home to go get my wallet, I drove to the other grocery store that allowed tap and pay, <laughs> and boom, I had dinner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's I have to admit that that, that that is the reason I want it. I mean, the other thing is we. We already have the system, you know. The entire country has contactless. I think the thing is that we have four giant banks in here in Australia. We've got, I think, four of the biggest banks in the world. And I can see an Apple and Google representative sitting down there and they're like, welcome, please have a seat. Uh, tell us what – no, we're not going to do that. We'll get back to you in six months. I can just see, you know, those four banks driving really hard bargains with, with both Apple and Google. And I have a feeling that's why it's not here. And I think the situation will have to be – one of them will eventually cave, you know, they will see some marketing potential in it, you know, they, they can put this thing all over their advertising and they can maybe get, you know, a two or three month head start on their competitors. And I think as soon as one of them uh, falls for that, and I really hope they do, then the other three will just, you know, follow straight away. But in the meantime, I just have to uh, live vicariously through through you two. Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. <laughs> I, I was taking the commuter train into Boston uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago. And during one of these insights you have when you're sitting in the little the, that you know there's 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 a there's a bank of seats in the dead center of the car that has actually a table between the two uh, facing rows of seats, uh, and like as you're looking at the same 
person and whatever books they're reading for the next like 30 minutes. And like, I just, it, it really occurred to me that, uh, he had a, uh, he had his phone in like a wallet case where it had like a credit card ID and pretty much nothing else in it, leather fold over case. And it occurred to me that for the first time that, wow, that is the, that is absolutely the perfect metaphor because you don't need to carry a wallet because how many, how of uh, there's a rate at which every four months, something that he's carrying in the left side of that wallet becomes a feature of the phone in the right side of that wallet. I mean, I, I myself, they're the I, I pay for my parking with the phone at the at the commuter rail station. The Coke machine takes tap to pay. Uh, there's an app on the phone that I use to buy my tickets with, and I, it's just you. You think back to long, long days of yesteryear in 2012, where it's like, oh my, oh, damn it, I forgot to go to the ATM last night. I only got eight dollars. I'll need to buy a ticket for it. Oh <laughs> damn it, I'm so screwed. And you, I, I, you know, I'm sure lots of people have had that experience where you wound up like paying for like a train ticket with like four dollars and quarters because that's the only cash you had in the house, and you arrived downtown with exactly eighteen cents in your pocket, hoping that okay, this is Boston, Massachusetts. I'm sure there's an ATM in here somewhere. <laughs> Now, Andy, have you been able to use the Apple Watch to pay? Yeah, it's it's terrific. Not not only does so it has its own NFC chip uh, built into it, uh, and not only that, but there's a button below the little scroll wheel that if you tap it once, you get a list of your twelve favorite contacts for messaging them or whatever. But if you double tap it, that instantly brings up Apple Pay, so you don't even have to take your phone out of your wallet. You just walk up. While you're ordering, you just casually like double tap, tap this against the the terminal, and you're all paid for. Uh, it's I, I I really really hope that this feature comes to Android Wear because uh, especially in this first year of uh, Android Wear versus Apple Watch, neither of them do anything. Neither of them as a total package are so perfect and wonderful that the tide can't be turned by one wonderful feature. And for me. Uh, I, I, I do think that Android Wear as an operating system is a lot more handy than uh, Apple Watch or uh, Watch OS in its current form. But boy, uh, again, as, as I'm contemplating switching to iOS, I'm not – one of the positives is not specifically, boy, wouldn't it be great to be able to switch my Android Wear watch for an Apple Watch. The, the win is wouldn't it be nice to have tap and pay available through my wristwatch instead of having to take out my phone to make that happen? Yeah, I was. Uh, that's one of the things I was like rooting for in the version two of the Android Wear watches. So I was really like bummed that they didn't announce that. But I'm hoping it's going to be like the next announcement that hey, you can use uh, Android Wear for for tap and pay because we've you know Android has had NFC longer than Apple, so it's really surprising that they didn't go that route. But maybe now that they have Android Pay, actually like. A, a part of the system and they're going to give uh, manufacturers an advance notice like, hey, get your watches ready because this is what we're going to be doing next. It's, it's pretty tricky. But that's the feature I'm most looking forward to. It's pretty tricky. Uh, even even Apple Watch, um, to make sure that the user never has a really bad result with it, it actually has this feature uh, connected to Apple Pay where uh, the first time you strap it on in the morning, it asks for a PIN code or you can you can authenticate through the phone. It's, this, this not, it's not a multiple step thing. It's very, very easy. But you have to then so long as the watch is on your wrist, uh, Apple Pay is enabled for that device. But if you take it off your wrist because it has a heart rate sensor, so it, can, it knows when it's been taken off the wrist. If you take it off for even a second, it loses that it destroys that authentication and makes you revalidate yourself. So if you someone can't just take your your watch out of your locker at the gym and then go to the juice bar and like buy $80 worth of kale grass smoothies or whatever the hell people buy at health, <laughs> at health clubs. Uh, it's, it's, it's a, it's a tricky thing, but you're, you're right. And that's, it's weird because one of the things I love about Android is that um, Apple did not put NFC into its phones until it could say, here is a feature, a specific feature that we created and we're going to be deploying that uses NFC. Whereas in the Android world is NFC. Wow. That's just a really great idea for a broad-based feature don't know what we would tell people to use it for yet but gosh the component cost is 30 cents tell you what when we just put it into film phones we'll put support for it in the operating system and i'm sure that there's smart developers out there that'll figure out what they want to do with it and it was even before i started using google wallet it was great you know to have nfc tags 
in my car and so that the moment that I put my Android phone in the car dock without if before it even figures out that it's connected to Bluetooth it knows that, oh I'm in the car right now so I should reconfigure myself to be a really good car phone right now uh, it's I, I wish that Apple had the, I, I wish that Apple had that kind of gumption and I wish that Android Wear watches had that sort of you know what I bet we can find a place to put an NFC chip on it don't know what we could use it for right now but it'll be worthwhile just just like last year wi-fi was not really in, intensely useful in an android wear watch but the fact that it's there present in so many watches means that now that there are interesting things that can be done with it you don't have to go out and buy a new watch to make it happen i definitely agree with that i i do wish that android wear just had nfc um, built in i i know it's probably not you know, currently supported by Android Wear, the operating system. But it's like you say with the Wi-Fi. If you can put it in there, you know, one day Google will add support and then suddenly, boom, there's there's a feature. As far as I know, I haven't studied the teardowns, but as far as I know, it's not currently in any watches. I don't know if, if you two know any different. Uh, Sony has oh, Sony one. has it, does it? Sony has NFC okay. built in, uh, but it's just used for pairing purposes, I believe. Ah, well, well at least it's in there, so, I guess. But Yeah, so I actually don't know if there's a difference, like, if all NFCs are created equal or not. <laughs> so for instance, if you have one NFC that you're using for like pairing purposes, could it also work for the contactless payment? I don't I, know. If I know the hard thing about it is you have to put yeah. it like NFC, you have to be really close to get it to activate. So if you put it on the bottom of your watch, that's not going to be much use. Like it would have to be, I think Apple's put theirs at the, the very top, you know, at the front. It'd have to be somewhere there or on the side. Like it wouldn't be, it has to be somewhere where, you know, you could leave it on your wrist and actually use it. And, and there is a difference between all, all NFC is not created equal. Uh, there's NFC that's just simple, like identification, which is what most older phones have. Uh, the ones that are set up for tap to pay have an actual part of the silicon called the uh, secure element. And that's where anything that can't, can't be taken away from, it can't be read off the chip. Uh, and so that's why uh, Apple, uh, I think that's one of the reasons why Apple Pay works a lot more smoothly over across a lot different transactions because they built this chip just to do uh, just to do uh, secure payments. Uh, when when uh, Google creates Android Wallet, they have to make this app that's going to work on every single phone, uh, and a lot of them don't have this kind of NFC technology. So that's that's why a lot of people like will listen to me and think, "Oh wow, it's so great! It just tapped it and just worked. It's just working." Well, I did that, and he always asked me for a pin afterwards. And that's because there's there's no way to do that. Um, I think if memory serves, uh, another limitation of uh, Android Pay is that um, because of the lack of that secure element, it needs a connection to the internet because it handles all the stuff that would be happening on device and a secure element happens in the cloud on a, on a secure server, which is safe. But if you're trying to create the most safe possible system, you would never want any of that to leave the to tra- transact off the device ever. So. Yeah, that's uh, I when I walk up to go pay, I'm like looking at how many bars I have on my phone. And I'm like, oh, no, is it going to make it? Yeah. Please tell me it's going to make it. I don't want to be that person that holds up the line because they're trying out their new fancy technology. Just use your card. God, <laughs> how screwed are we all now? A, a, a dead phone battery screws us in ways that like being in a city without <laughs> any money in, in the wallet <laughs> would screw us before. Because I can't get an Uber. I can't get I can't board my plane home. I can't <laughs> I can't buy any food. I know I actually did use it for lunch uh, one day and I'm like trying to pay for it and I left my wallet at my desk again and yeah I, I'm, thankfully I was with another coworker and I was like can I borrow $20 in cash I'll pay find a way yeah. to pay you back. I, I will say though it does kill the mooching culture though you know you have those people who you hang out with and like oh I forgot my wallet we're like where well, you have your yep. phone. Off you go. Oh, that's well. That, that that's hit me a couple of times. I, I go to comic cons, and there are times when I'll. This does not make me look like a nice. Make me, I don't know if this makes me look like a thoughtful person or a thoughtless person. There'll be times where I've been talking to one of, the, one of my favorite things is going to Artist Alley, and you see people with their self published comics. And there are times when I don't want to. You don't want to make that sort of what seems like a judgment call that I'm picking it up. I'm realize it's for sale. Uh. I'm going to put it down and walk away now. Which is yeah. I've I thank you, sir. I have taken a look at your wares and found them wanting. Good day. <laughs> and so I, I was like in the habit of like because sometimes the artwork is really nice. I'm just not. I I, I don't have like you know two hundred dollars to spend on fifty books for you know every single table I visit. So I might say, oh well, geez, that's that's nice. Well, why not, maybe I'll maybe I'll come back at the end of the con when I know how much money I've left, and they'll say, well, I have a I take square payments. I'm like, oh, 
You do. <laughs> That's great. I guess I should then buy this $10 book then. Okay. Because otherwise I want I, – I don't have the guts to say, yeah, actually, I was just sort of brushing you off there. But, <laughs> <laughs> but now, now you caught me. So, Andy, where can people find you? Easiest place is just spell my last name correctly on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Anatko. Uh, where you can find links to my blog, which is not coincidentally called anotgo.com. And I also post links to the stuff that I write for the Chicago Sun-Times and other things I write for other people. And so, Russell, where can people find you? Uh, people can find me at Rusty Shelf on Twitter. I've just also had a genius idea. People can find me in the supermarket. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put my credit card on the back of my phone, and then I'm going <laughs> to tap it on the terminal, and I'm going to pretend like I'm using <laughs> tap to pay It's awesome. <laughs> Hey, and you won't even have to figure out how to enter a pin. Yeah, and I'll get looks. So I think you like, got what the are you better doing? deal. Like, I just use my phone to pay. Don't look on the bottom of my phone. I use my phone to pay. <laughs> and I'm at Yasmin Evian on Twitter. Hey, and I'm also going to be at the Phoenix uh, Mobile Festival for all you local Arizonans. So if you come and find me, it's going to be this weekend, this Saturday. So if you're listening to this episode late, I'm sorry you don't get a free material speak, uh, sticker. A speaker. We're selling speakers now. Free material speakers. You heard it from Yasmin <laughs> first. Go and claim yours. Stickers, stickers. If you find me, I have a material uh, podcast sticker that I'll give you. So come find me. I think I'll be wearing a relay shirt. So, anyways, I am. We can find us on Twitter at, at Material Podcast. And you can email us feedback at materialpodcast at gmail.com. And you can visit our website at relay.fm forward slash material. And if you didn't get a sticker from me and you still really want one, you should go buy one at our uh, relay.fm store and go uh, support us. Go buy some stickers. I want to thank everyone for listening. Until next time, stay in material. And, you know, I want to say something. I always ask Andy where people can find him first, but because the way that, like, the video call is positioned, he is on the left, and then Russell's on the right, and then I'm on the bottom. So I'm just, like, I'm just reading through, and I'm like, oh, I wonder why if people ever, anyone ever catches why I say what if I do this? First. Does this help? Anyways. No, it probably no, just kills no, the you're audio. just going further yeah. away. <laughs> now it looks like we're kissing. <laughs> 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 we're not at yeah, a, yeah, yeah we just, agree with you <laughs> andy yes. you know. See, it's, it's, it's not it's, it's not that the other people aren't listening it's that they're not used to me shutting up anything less than 11 minutes so uh, oftentimes when, I, when i'm talking like this i'll, I'll see I'll, I'll see like swivel empty swivel chairs like spinning because they went out to like go go make some tea <laughs> i'd just be halfway through it's like a pizza time. that i'm eating oh andy stop no no what happens there yeah. That's why sometimes when I, when I, when I feel like I'm wrapping things up, like my volume then. goes web. And that's why, in conclusion, <laughs> I feel like you two should come back and pick this up now. <laughs> that's a great point, Andy. Uh, whatever you just said, I agree with it 100%. <laughs>